Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello there. Welcome back. Shabbat Shalom. All right, I want to say some things before we do this um, cliff note. I am pushing myself to do as much as I can, meaning I'm going to try to cliff note the whole three chapters, which this is lesson number six, okay? Lesson number six, which contains 16, 17, and 18. I'm going to do my best. I also want to tell you the words that are here that are um, that the children of Israel are inheriting. They are words that are a mouthful. So you're gonna have to hold on to your butts. So I'm gonna do my best to pronounce these words now. I did go on a site that pronounces the words for me so that I could present them to you. And that's what I usually do, but now I'm just telling you what goes on behind the scenes. So I'm going to do my best because even some of the words when they're pronounced is like, what? <laughs> so I'm going to do my best. Um, and I'm going to do my best to um, cliff note these three chapters so that we can move on. Now I want to set the stage for you. Through those last three chapters that I broke down, the children are divvying up land from the wars that the Most High had that the children of Israel took part in. Remember, um, vengeance is mine, saith the Most High. Was vengeance the children of Israel's? Nope. Now the Most High used the children of Israel for the leftovers, but the Most High was in the midst of the children of Israel. That's number one. And the captain of heaven's armies was there tearing up, number two. Then the natural things of the world was helping too, like the bees and the animals, which is actually going to happen again. But because the world revolves around in a circle, but I'm just talking about the beginning. This is why you have to understand the beginning in order to know what's going to happen later. Okay, because the prophets is telling you word by word what's going to happen in the end. But you have to know what happened in the beginning to understand what's going to happen in the end. That's why there's a lot of question marks. So let's just start. Okay, we're doing Yahshua 16, and then I'll let you know when we get to 17 and 18. Okay, Yahshua chapter 16 is verses 1 through 4, and it says, hold on, so, um, please also know that even though this is the Sabbath and it's being played, I'm doing this during the week. 
and it's a lot of busy things going on. So if you hear noises in the background, please forgive me. It's just background static noises. Not static, but just background. People are here <laughs> and they listening, but they're also doing things, multitasking. But even though I'm doing this scriptural study, there's other people in the background trying to be quiet. So they being as quiet as they possibly can under the circumstances. So just know that. So, all right, chapter 16. This is lesson six, chapter 16, 17, and 18, lesson number six, Yahusha. Okay. And it said, um, one through four, Yahusha 16, one through four, the general borders of the sons of Yosef. Now, I already told you before, Yosef had two sons. We already went through this in Genesis. One nation was going to be stronger than the other nation. Okay. There's a half tribe of Manasseh, which is Yosef's son. And you're going to hear that a lot. And remember, Gad, um, Manasseh, and um, who's the first one? Reuben had land before they crossed over the yard and understand that. So, okay. Um, the general borders of the sons of Yosef. And the lot of the children of Yosef fell from the Jordan. And remember, I'm, I'm using regular J's, but it's Yarden. And I'll say back and forth interchangeably. Because remember, there was no J's 500 and a half years ago. So I will be using stuff interchangeably and I'll mention it. So uh, the lot of the children of Yosef fell on the Yarden, which is they call the Jordan, and Jericho, which is Jericho. Unto the water of Jericho on the east, to the wilderness that goes up from Jericho throughout Mount Bethel, and goes out from Bethel to Luz, and passes along the borders of Archai Athroth, and goes down westward to the east of Yephethiai. Now, it says here in the King James, I'm reading from the King James, <clears throat> not the Amplified, just the King James and the Sefer. And I had to look stuff up. I should have got the Amplified, but I didn't. So it says here in um, verse 3 of 16, Yefefi, that's what it says. Now I looked that up because in my head, I'm thinking something else. But I couldn't really find too much. But this is what I found. In the Sefer, it says, well, in the King James, it says, Jephethli. 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 That's what it says. Jephethli. In the Sefer, it says, Yephethli. Um, I looked up in the Bible Gateway, and it says, Jephethli is the border of Ephraim near Beth. Haran. Now it was there before the children got there. And then I looked up in the encyclopedia and it says it's of Canaanite origin. So I'm going to leave that there. Okay. So they went up the, uh, they went down westward to the coast, westward to the coast of Jeff Letty into the coast of Beth Haran and near Neder and to Giza and the goings out thereof are the area of the sea. Now, remember these words 
are foreign to me. And more than likely they foreign to you if you only speak English. These words are really outrageous and they throw you off. So a lot of the words I had to let somebody pronounce for me so that I can understand what it is so I could connect it to you. Now I am not, I'm still gonna be butchering them even though I heard the word, but I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> so the children of Yosef, Manasseh and Ephraim took their inheritance. Now we on Yeshua 16, five through nine the border of the inheritance of Ephraim, this is the other son. This is actually the oldest son, okay? Manasseh is the youngest son, but um, Manasseh was blessed as the oldest son, even though he wasn't. Same thing with, um, kind of the same thing with um, Yaakov and Esau, but Esau gave his birth right away. All right, like I said, the border of the inheritance of Ephraim. Okay, um, and the border of the children of Ephraim, according to their families, was thus, even the border of their inheritance on the east side of the, uh, and this is a, a, one of those words, Atarath Adar, okay, unto Beth Haran, the upper. And the border went out toward the sea of Mike Metha on the north side, and the border went about eastward unto Tanath Shalom and passed by it on the east of Janoha. Yeah, and it's Yanoha, Yan O Aha. Yan o aha in the sefer. That's what it is. And went down from Yanoha to Ataroth and to Nerah and came down Jericho, which is Jericho, and went out at the Jordan. The border went down from Tapua westward unto the river Cana and the goings out thereof were the sea. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Ephraim and their families. And the separate cities for the children of Ephraim were among the inheritance of the children of Manasseh, all the cities in their villages. I need you to understand how massive all this country was. Canaan, the surrounding cities, and the surrounding cities that surrounded the cities of Canaan. I hope you understood what I said. That's how massive the land was. Today, it's not like that. I need you to understand how big it is. Now we on um, Yeshua chapter uh, 16 and 10, the Canaanites of Giza not conquered. Now, why is this important? Let me tell you why it's important. I've been saying the last couple of days since Wednesday, I've been talking about being um, faithful and loyal. When you are loyal to the most high, when you are faithful and loyal, you could do anything because his word goes forth and his word is a double-edged sword and it will cut you down to the ground. Anybody. But you must have faith 
And you must have loyalty to the most high. And this is what's wrong with the children. Whether it be the whole nation, whether it be parts of the nation, whether it be one tribe in the nation, the whole nation is the assembly, which is the bride of the most high. If the whole nation don't have that faith and all that, things are going to go wrong. And that's exactly what's going wrong in verse 10. And they drove not out the Canaanites that dwelled in Giza. But the Canaanites dwell among the Ephraimites until this day and serve under tribute. What does that mean? It means the Canaanites refused to drive them out. Did the Canaanites have the power to drive them out? Yes, but they didn't have the faith. And they wasn't loyal to the Most High because the Most High said you could drive them out. Now let's go back to when the Most High told Caleb, well, he, he, he told uh, Moshe to choose one person from every twat tribe, excuse me, which was 12 people. Among those 12 people were Caleb and Yeshua. Now we're in the book of Yeshua. When they went and go scouted out Canaan and the surrounding areas, which we just came out of, they saw that the land was good. And they was calling it milk and honey because they didn't have to do nothing. Remember, these people had to do stuff because if you don't work, you don't eat. But in the land of Canaan and the surrounding lands, they didn't have to do nothing because it was already done. There was already vineyards. There was already food on the trees. It was already everything. They didn't have to do nothing but rest. And the Most High said, you can have that. But what did the, uh, the 10 tribes come back and say? Oh, we can't beat the people. We look like um, grasshoppers according to them. We can't do this. We can't do that. We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. That's what they said. So the most I say, you know what? I'm going to strike these fools down simply because they don't believe. They're not rocking with me. They're not loyal. These heifers ain't loyal. They're not loyal. No, they ain't. Uh-uh, they're not loyal. And they wasn't. So when you're not loyal, you're not faithful. You're not rocking with the most high. You can't do nothing. And how do I know that? How do I prove it? I can do all things through the most high who gives me the strength. That's how you prove it. His word, his word, his word is a double-edged sword. So back to verse 10, they couldn't drive out the Canaanites. Why? Because they wasn't faithful. But Yahshua got something for them. Okay? Now, we on Yeshua 17, which is um, Yeshua chapter 17, one through six, the lot of Manasseh. There was also a lot. Now, remember, the Ephraimites, which is Manasseh's brother, couldn't drive out the Canaanites. Don't forget that. There was also a lot for the tribe of Manasseh, for he was the firstborn of Yosef, to wit, for Mitchiah, the firstborn of Manasseh, the father of Gilead, because he was a man of war. Therefore, he had Gilead and Bashan. Did I say that right? There was two children of Yosef. Um, Manasseh, Ephraim and Manasseh, but the most, I mean, but um, Yaakov blessed 
Manasseh. Didn't he bless Manasseh? No, if Manasseh is the firstborn, then Ephraim was the blessing because he moved his hands and Yosef said, no, that's not the firstborn. The firstborn is Manasseh. He's like, I know, I know, but one of them's going to come, one of them's going to be um, the head and the other one's going to be following. Basically, one of them's going to be more powerful than the other. And it was the youngest one, which is the Ephraimites, is going to be more powerful. But Manasseh, which is saying, was the firstborn of Yosef. So understand that what I said was, it turned that around. Ephraim was had the blessing. Manasseh was supposed to get the blessing as the firstborn. But understand, Ephraim did not drive out the Canaanites, even though they had the blessing. Was they able to do it? Yes, they was but they didn't have faith in the most high and it wasn't loyal. So now I'm back to that because I just corrected what I said, okay? I want to say this too. When I'm in focus mode, I'll get things a little mingled up and if I can help it, I will fix it, okay? Just know that. Back to um, chapter 17, one through six, the lot of Manasseh. It was also a lot for the tribe of Manasseh, for he was the firstborn of Yosef, to wit, for Machiah, or Machiah, Machiah, I didn't get that one sounded out, the firstborn of Manasseh and the father of Gilead, because he was a man of war, therefore he had Gilead and Bashan. There was also a lot for the rest of the children of Manasseh by their families, for the children of Abizar and the children of Helak and the children of Azriel and the children of Sheshem, Shishem, and the children of Hephar and the children of Shemida. These were the male children of Manasseh, the son of Yosef, and their families. But I'm trying to sound this word out. Seth Elo, Shet, Seth Elo for Chad. Ooh. Seth Elo for Had. Seth, Sepho, Fell Had. That's the best I could do. <laughs> the son of Hephar. <laughs> the son of Gilead, the son of Machiah, the son of Manasseh had no sons, but daughters. And the names of the daughters were, oof, I might be butchering these names now. Mahala, Mah, Mahla, Noah, Hogla, Melcha, and Tirzah. Those are the daughters. Now, I want to go back to something. And I talked about this earlier about people uh, mispronouncing names. Now, the name um, Zelophehad is spelled Z-E-P-H-E-H-A-D, right? That's in the King James. But in the Sefer, it is spelled... Give me one minute. T 
S as in Sam, E-L-O-P-H-C-H-A-D, which is something totally different. I already told you there's many words that's from different languages that will have a letter that is silent. So the person who deciphered the word will put their own thing that sounds like it. Does it still have the same phonetic sound? It can. T, S, and Z. Mm -hmm. Has the same phonetic sound. Nevertheless, the original word starts with T, S. The T is silent. So you can't say uh, T, S, F, F, or whatever it was. You can't say that. That's why they wrote the Z. Because T, S has a sound, a phonetic sound of Z. And that's what I wanted to just say. Okay. So. <clears throat> five daughters. And they came uh, before Eleazar, the priest, and before Yahshua, the son of Nun, and before the princes, which are the rest of the uh, congregation. Um, and they said, the most high commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our brethren. These are the daughters saying this. Therefore, according to the commandment of the most high, he gave them an inheritance among the brethren of their father. Yeshua did. And there fell 10 portions to Manasseh beside the land of Gilead and Bashan, which were on the other side of the Jordan because the daughters of Manasseh had an inheritance among the sons and the rest of Manasseh's sons had the land of Gilead. Okay. Now we on um, Yeshua 17, 7 through 11, his coast. And the coast of Manasseh, Manasseh's coast, was from Asher to, uh, I have to pronounce these big on words, Mitch Matha that lies before Shechem and the border went along on the right hand unto the inhabitants of Antapua. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now Manasseh had the land of Tapua, but Tapua on the border of Manasseh belonged to the children of Ephraim. And the coast went unto the river Cana southward, southward of the river of these cities of Ephraim. Among the cities of Manasseh, the coast of Manasseh also was on the north side of the river and the outgoings of it were at the sea. Southward, it was Ephraim's and northward, it was Manasseh's, their two brothers. And the sea is his border. And they met together in Asher in the north and Issachar on the east. And Manasseh had in Issachar and in Issachar Beth Sheen and her two towns. And hold on, I'm going to pronounce this word. I blame and her two towns and inhabitants of Dor and her towns and the inhabitants of Endor and her towns and the inhabitants of Tainach and her towns 
and the inhabitants of Megiddo and her towns, even three countries. Now, that was a mouthful what I said, but Manasseh, Issachar, and Ephraim and all of them, all their lands ran side by side. But it says even three countries, think of a country. Think of a country. Now, some people might think of Africa, for instance, as a country, but Africa is not a country. Africa is a continent that has many countries in it. But think of the country that you live in. Okay? It's just one part of a continent. So it's three countries. Yet the children... Oh, now I'm on um, Yeshua 17, 12, and 13. Yet the children of Manasseh could not drive out the inhabitants of those cities, but the Canaanites would dwell in that land. Yet it came to pass when the children of Yasharel were waxing strong that they put the Canaanites to tribute, but did not utterly drive them out. Why is this important? Now it came down to the whole children of Yasharel having to help Ephraim drive out the um, Canaanites. Why could the Canaanites not be driven out? There's a deeper reason why. I'm gonna leave that, I'm gonna leave that alone. But I say this, you must be loyal to the most high. I can do all things through the most high who gives me the strength. If the most high be for you, who be against you? Who? Who, 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 nobody. Ephraim needed to get it together. So they had to consult with the whole children of Israel and the whole children of Israel was trying to get out the game and, and still couldn't. However, you see how it spread? However, the Canaanites gave the children tribute, meaning they, gave, they paid them taxes. Okay, now you own this land. You have to pay, um, we have to pay you taxes. This is what the um, Canaanites are saying. Children of Israel are like, yes, this is our land now. The Most High gave it to us as an inheritance and you're gonna have to pay us taxes since we can't get rid of you. Since you're gonna be here, the land has been turned over by the Most High, not the children, as you can see, and you will be paying taxes. So that's the tribute. And um, you'll be getting whatever they need. Okay, so now we're on Yeshua 17, 14 through 18. Again, I want to discuss faith and loyalty, okay? Because you have to have faith and you have to be loyal. That's how important it is as I continue to read. And the children of Yosef spake to Yahshua saying, why has you, oh, I hate this being down, so I'm going to mix it up in regular English. Why have you not given me a lot or a portion to inherit, seeing that I am a great people? This is the children of um, Yosef is saying, uh, for as much as the Most High has blessed me hitherto, meaning the Most High blessed us to have this land. Why aren't we getting the land? that's promised us. And Yahshua said to them, you are a great and extensive people. Get up to the wood country 
and cut down those trees of the parasites and of the giants that's there. Remember the giants was there of Mount Ephraim to, to make more place for yourself, make more because it was an extensive uh, wilderness with all these trees and stuff that could be cut down and could be utilized by the children of um, Yosef, which is Ephraim and uh, Manasseh. So that's what Yeshua, um, Yeshua was telling them. This is your land. You look at it as if it's not yours and it's not enough. But look at that whole forest over there. Look how extensive that forest is. Cut them trees down and you can have your land. And get rid of the giants that's living there. That's what he's trying to prompt them to do. But for some reason, they don't want to do it. Because they don't have no faith. And they don't have no loyalty to the Most High. Great is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And the children of Yosef said, the hill is not enough for us. And all the Canaanites that live in the land and in the valley have chariots of iron. This is why they said chariots of iron. Both they who are Bethshin and their towns and they who are of the valley of Jezreel. So what are the children of Yosef afraid of? their chariots and their their um, war um, products, products of war, the shields, the um, chariots and war um, things that they use for war. So the children of Yosef is afraid. Now let's go back to when the Most High told Moshe to send 12 people out to scout the land. Was it a test? Yes, it was. Could the Most High have just wiped them out like he'd been wiping all the rest of them out? Yes, but they didn't have faith and they wasn't loyal. I have to keep saying that because it comes down to regular words like loyalty and faith. Being loyal to somebody is having faith in somebody, no matter what. Being loyal to somebody is rocking with somebody no matter what. But I'm going to tell you this too. It goes two ways because the person that you have loyalty to is going to have loyalty to you. And that's what the Most High has, loyalty to the people of Yasharel. He didn't go nowhere else. He never changed. He didn't stab them in the back, not one time. Zero times did he ever stab them in the back. Never. He never changed. But what did the children do? Back and forth, back and forth. They was in the middle all the time. They wasn't high or cold. That's why the most high is dealing with them the way he is. The most high never changed. He was always loyal to them. Okay. The children of Israel just do whatever they want. And then they come and make these excuses as to why they can't do X, Y, and Z. They know why they can't uh, work it out. Because they're not loyal and they're not faithful. Now. Continuing on. And Yahshua spoke to the house of Joseph, Joseph, and said to Ephraim and to Manasseh, you are a great people and has great power given by the Most High. Now, let me just stop right there. 
let me rewind a minute. I'm going to put a pen in that. Let me rewind a minute how great their father was. He was under the Pharaoh. He was damn near the Pharaoh of Egypt. A world ruler, the first world ruler. Well, it wasn't really the first world ruler. Um, the original Babylon was. But anyway, according to the children of Israel, they was the first world rulers. Those are the ones that ruled them. And Yosef was under the Pharaoh. There wasn't nobody mightier than Yosef except for the Pharaoh himself. So they came, they saw this themselves. Ephraim and Manasseh saw this and so did some of their children. And I know that we at the point that most of those people died because a lot of them died in the wilderness. Remember, they was walking around 40 years. But they taught each other history. They passed it down. This is why we have the Old Testament now. They passed it down. So they should know better. You would think, right? Nevertheless, they still running between, um, running with their tails between their legs. Because they, oh, I can't beat this person looking at them. And the devil's telling them, you can't beat that person because of what they see. And not having the faith. Because faith is not by sight. Faith is what's in your heart. Faith is the uh the the loyalty that you have in your heart now the most high didn't already show them everything they need to know because if you want something tangible the most high say yeah i'm gonna give you this tangible i'm a i'm a you're gonna watch these people run in front of you you're gonna watch these people get trodden down in front of you you're gonna watch these people die in front of you and you're gonna know who did it so if you want something tangible there it is that should have been enough to get rid of whoever else, because if the most high before you, who be against you? What did the most high say? You're going to get these people out and I'm going to be right here and nobody could beat me, boo. Nobody. But what did they do? Oh, we can't get them out. And then they went and took their negative thinking to the rest of the children of Israel. And this is why the, um, the um, Canaanites didn't leave. However, they was paying tribute, tribute, but they didn't get out. And there was another um, another nation that bamboozled them and tricked them and they didn't get out either. And I need you to understand that because as we continue to move forward, when the children of Israel don't listen, their lands is going to be dwindled and taken away from them. This is why this is important to know. Okay. So like I said, um, Yeshua is telling them, you strong enough to get these people out of here. But they saying, no, they got this and they got that. So what? The bigger you are, the harder you will fall. Okay? And when we get to it, you will know by King David, Dawid, with one of those heathens, which is um, Goliath, what he did. David didn't have a piece of iron on him. All he had was a, 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 a piece of rubber and a, and, and, uh, or a piece of rope, either rubber or rope. And a rock. And what did he do? He swung the sword of the word and killed that giant. Uh -huh. And that's what these children of um, Yosef, Ephraim, and Manasseh needed to do. But they didn't because they're too busy looking at all the stuff the other people got. And this is uh, Yasharel's problem. Always hanging up on what somebody else got and listening to the devil. Because it's only two. It's only two things. That's why I'm saying you can't be in the middle. 
is only the most high and the devils. No middle. Because if you think you're going to put one foot in the most high and one foot in the devils, guess what? You're going to be in the middle. And that's the worst thing to be in the middle. So you can sit up here and talk all this stuff to yourself and convince yourself, oh, no, I'm going to step here and I'm going to step there. You can do whatever you want to do. But it says in those scriptures more than once, choose ye this day who you're going to serve. If you're going to be two feet, two hands and a head with the most high, with your loyalty and your faith, or you're going to be somewhere being tossed to and fro. fro. Because you damn sure are not going to play with the most high. Back to what I was saying. So Yeshua spoke to the house of Yosef, even Ephraim and Manasseh saying, you are a great people and you have great power from the most high because we have power and authority. Most high gave power and authority since the beginning. And Yahshua even said it himself in the New Testament. Old Testament, they already knew power and authority because he was right there. New Testament, um, Yahshua, who is Yah in the flesh, had to give him a, a, a little crash course. You have power and authority. Nothing's going to mess with you. No nothing. From the top of this to the bottom of that, nobody going to mess with you. Uh -huh. So Yahshua is telling um, Yosef's children, his line, you got power, great power. And you won't have one lot. You got power. But the mountain shall be yours, for it is of wood. And you shall cut it down, and the outgoings of it shall be yours. But you shall drive out the Canaanites, even if they got iron chariots. Okay? Even if they strong, you're going to be able to drive them out. So he's giving them a pep talk just to let them know you can get rid of them. Stop being afraid of them. Greater is you, excuse me, is he who is in you than he who is in the world. I already told you who's in the world, all the devils you could think of, in the skies, on the earth, under the earth. Mm -hmm. And the firmament is the skies. That's where all the devils were. They was there since the beginning. Who's the one who made the world? Who's the father of the spirits? Who's the great I am? Who's the potter? Who's the alpha and omega? Who's going to beat the most high, boo? Nobody. That's what you need to keep in the forefront of your mind. Okay? Now we're on 18. So we did 16, 17, and now we're on 18. So you know that Yahshua is having problems with some of the people because they ain't listening. Okay? So he's trying to get them to pep talk so he can divvy out this land and keep moving. Okay? So now we are on 8. 18, chapter 18, 1, and it says, uh, the tabernacle is set up in Shiloh, okay? The tabernacle is set up in Shiloh, and it says, and the whole congregation of the children of Yasharel assembled together at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle of the congregation there. And the land was subdued before them. What does that mean? First of all, I want, I want you to remember what a tabernacle is. It's the tent. Remember back when I was telling you, when they were in the land, uh, they was in the wilderness, that the Levites, the Livium, are the ones that's in charge of that. Because their lot, their inheritance is the most high. So they have the job. And it was never... 
uh, not, it was never taken away from them, but there's corruption now in the whole world. But at that time, their job was all the children of Israel, the men, I mean, excuse me, all of the Levites, the men of the Levites at a certain age, they were supposed to take on responsibilities. At 50, they spot, supposed to stop and let the next ones come in. Their job was putting the tabernacle up intricately. One will put up the poles, one will put up the um, different types of materials. The other one will hold, do this. The other one will do that like that. Intricate things they had to do. Their whole lines had to do with the men. So they had to do that until a certain age. So it was their time to do it. So um, the Levites put up the, um, they assembled the tabernacle, which is the, where the most high stayed while he was leading them. Oh, I'm getting parched. My throat is getting scratchy. Hold on. And the rest of the children watched because this stuff was ho so holy that the rest of the children couldn't touch it. So while the Levites were setting up the tabernacle, those who, were, who had the responsibility of doing intricate things to set up the tabernacle, everybody else stood back and watched. And the land was subdued before them. What does that mean? It means that the Most High cleared all of that out while they watched. This is what I need you to understand. Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. A lot of times people will read these scriptures and they don't pay attention to nothing. And it's understandable because the Ruach's not dealing with them. Their eyes are closed and their ears is whacked shut. That's why you could keep reading this. The average person could keep reading it and not cut, catch nothing that was said. Meanwhile, if somebody does have the Ruach and the Ruach is dealing with them, every word that's in here means something. Everything is a puzzle piece that connects to the big picture. So I would read this. Well, or a regular person would read it and say, oh, the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together in Shiloh and set up the tabernacle of the congregation there and Aaliyah was subdued before them. So they would just leave it just like that. Me, who the, uh, or anybody that the, the Ruach is dealing with, the Ruach would tell them, now look at this sentence right here. The, uh, the, uh, the children of the Levites is setting up the tabernacle and then the whole land was subdued before them. It was cleared out. It was done. It was ready for them. So the walk will give you more of an intricate explanation as to what happened. This is how you can connect dots only through the walk. Like he who has an ear, hear what the walk is saying. This is how it works. Because people, I don't know. I don't know what's in people's head when they get amazed how somebody can explain something to them and the difference is let he who has an ear hear what the rock is saying there's a lot of people who don't have the ruach so they won't be able to get knowledge from wisdom that is the ruach the ruach is wisdom it's the spirit of wisdom that provides knowledge to those who are seeking the most high seek me first my kingdom and my righteousness and then everything else is going to be added unto you i already told you Heavenly knowledge trumps earthly knowledge. So this is why the Most High said in the end days, he's going to be pouring out his spirit. There's going to be people receiving blessings and they're going to be able to help one another. Okay. He didn't say it like I'm saying it, but I'm telling you, he, what is the reason why he's um, pouring out his spirit? Because people are going to be doing stuff to elevate others. And that's what's happening. Now I'm going to move on. Um, chapter 18, we're still in 18. 
And um, I'm going to go two through nine. I had to explain that. So I'm going to keep moving. And there remained among the children of Yasharel seven tribes that didn't receive their inheritance. We're going to find out why. And Yeshua said unto them, how long are you going to be slack and not possess this land, which the Most High gave to your fathers and you? How long? How long are you going to let other people's stuff make you cower when you got the Most High with you? When you got the creator of the universe right there? I, I, I don't get it. And neither did Yeshua. He was just like, I can't. Give out from among you, this is Yeshua telling them, get three men from each tribe and I will send them and they shall rise and go through the land and describe what's going on in the land according to the inheritance of them and they shall come back to me. And they shall divide it into seven parts. Yahuda shall abide in their possessions. Now, remember, Yahuda already had his things, but he's Yeshua um, is explaining to everybody what they need to do. We already know certain tribes, there's a, a few tribes. Remember, only seven tribes didn't get their stuff, so everybody else did. But because they didn't, Yeshua got a hole in by the hand and woo-woo-woo when we're supposed to be um, admonishing one another. Sometimes you got to woo-woo-woo. That's what Yeshua was doing there. So divide it into seven parts. Yeshua, um, Yehuda shall divide in their coast on the south, and the house of Yosef shall divide in the coast on the north. Um, you shall therefore describe the land into seven parts and bring the description to me, that I may cast lots for you before the Most High Elohim. But the Levites don't have a part among you. We already know the Levites' lot is the most high. The Levites' inheritance is the most high. They didn't get no lands. They didn't get nothing with the dividing of everybody else. Through the dividing of the 11 tribes, they gave Levites. They gave the Levites portions because the Levites' lot is the most high. It's their inheritance is the most high. Those are the ones that pray. Um, those are the ones that pray to the most high. Those are the ones that send the messages. Those are the ones that uh, many of them was in prophets. Those are the ones that to this day are praying for their brethren to this day. Okay. But the Levites had no part among you. Okay. For the priesthood of the most high is their inheritance. And Gad, Reuben, and a half tribe of Manasseh received their inheritance beyond the Jordan. We already know that before they went to war. That's why Moshe said, now, you're going to get this inheritance right here. But when we cross over the Jordan, you have to help your brethren get these heathens out of here. And they say, yes. Okay? Okay. Um, then the men arose and went away. And Yahshua um, made them. Go and describe the land. And he told them to go and walk through the land and describe it. And come again to me that I may cast the lots, meaning separate the land um, before the Most High in Shiloh. Now, think about what he just said. He's going to separate the land before the Most High. So where was the Most High when he did that, when he was talking to the people? He was there. 
So again, I ask you, why are you afraid when you have the creator of the universe right there? You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why they were scared. Because they was looking at stuff. They was looking at something else and they was listening to the devil. Now, we're on verse eight and I'm a, I have to read verse nine, but I'm going to tell you this. In the apocalypse of Abraham, the angel tells Abraham, because Abraham ran into the devil that presented himself as a dirty bird, an unclean bird among the clean birds. That's how he presented himself. And what he kept doing is talking. And while he was talking, he almost got Abraham's attention. So at that time, the angel said, don't listen to him. He told him who that dirty bird was. And he told him that the bird's uh, blessing of the most high was put on Abraham and Abraham's carnality was put on the dirty bird. Okay. So Abraham's ethereal um, nature well, it was the ethereal nature of the devil was taken from the devil and given to Abraham. And Abraham's carnality was given to the devil. This is what it says. I'm explaining to you in regular way, but it, it was explained a different way in there, but I'm breaking it down so you understand what, it, what I mean. So the, uh, the angels telling Abraham, your, your, um, you guys were switched. You got... Um, the blessing that the devil got, who Sataniel got, and he got yours, your carnality. Don't listen to him because his job, remember, we all have a job. Go to the platform library. I did um, a lesson on do your job. His job is to throw thoughts in people's head and turn them from the most high. Now, this happens all the time to us. As human beings, we get thoughts in our heads constantly, negative thoughts. They're always there. That's why you have to fight with the word. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Because those negative thoughts will continue to talk to you until you drive them out. You should never, 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 ever allow a negative thought to live in your head rent free. I'm going to say it again. You should never, ever ever to the never, ever, ever, let a negative thought live in your head rent free. What happens when you let a negative thought live in your head? It starts populating like roaches. And then it's going to prompt you to do things. This is why the Most High said, come out of her, come out of the world. The only way you could come out of the world is by your thoughts and your actions. Your thoughts create actions. What does the devil do? Create thoughts. Now, you don't have to listen to those thoughts, even though they're in your head constantly. Remember, we are on a physical plane called Earth. We here. So this is the devil's realm. We already know. So he can always talk to you. The devil has power, but he doesn't have the authority. You have the power and authority. Remember, Adam and Eve lived on Earth with all the devils. All the devils was there. The devils and the fallen angels was there already before they was made the devil in the fallen angels was there and when i say fallen angels i mean the one-third of the angels that got thrust down with the devil that's what i mean they was falling with the devil i'm not talking about the ones after the flood because I, I you know i don't want people to try to think they catch a man some 
I'm talking to you like you, you know what I'm talking about. And sometimes people don't. So I have to remember that. But this is why I keep telling you to go to the platform library and listen to all the lessons. Because if you listen to all of the lessons, then you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you at this point in the Sabbath, you should be knowing what I'm talking about. So like I said, the devil was already down here with one third of the fallen angels when Adam and Eve was here. Adam and Eve interacted with the devil as they did with all the rest of the higher up angels and the fallen too. But it never, they never messed with them until the devil was able to bamboozle Eve. How was he able to bamboozle Eve? And I already said this 500 gazillion times. He had to present himself as something non-threatening because the Most High already took the power from him. Remember, he was beautiful and musical. The Most High took all of that because he chose to go the way he wanted to because angels do have a free will just like humans. They do. So he chose, oh no, I'm not going to listen to no flesh and blood. I'm fire, fire. I ain't listening to no flesh and blood. Uh-uh, baby. I don't care who it's supposed to be made after. So right there, he smacked the most high in the face. So wait, what? You're not going to smack the most high in the face and still walk around acting like you own stuff. So the most high did what he did. He was down there on earth with um, Adam and Eve. Still down there with him. Couldn't do nothing to him. Couldn't do nothing to Adam until he bamboozled Eve because Adam wasn't nowhere to be found. He was on the um, east side, I believe, and she was on the west side. I can't remember who was where, but they wasn't together. But at one point, Adam came to her and that's how she bamboozled him. And since Adam and Eve is one, both of them got punishment. The children of Israel are an assembly. They're supposed to be one. When one person messed up, and you will find out as we keep moving forward, everybody's going to get it. And it's happening right now. It's happening right now. Right now. <laughs> right now. In real time. So understand that. Now I'm going to get back to nine. Now we still uh, we still uh, talk about Yeshua um, telling, instructing the children, three from each tribe, to go scout out the land again. And the men went and possessed, uh, excuse me, passed through the land and described it by the cities into seven parts in a book and came again to Yahshua, to the host at Shiloh. So they wrote everything down. Now, does it say how long it took for them? to go do this no but it will probably say that in the book of Yeshua. okay we'll probably say it in the book of Yeshua. how long it took because if they write stuff in a book why would they have to do that and just come right back no there has to be more to that okay so now um we are on Yeshua 10 Yeshua distributes the land by lot. Let me get some water. And Yeshua cast lots for them in Shiloh before the Most High. Remember, the Most High was there. This is why I don't know where all of this scary stuff come from. And Yeshua divided the land into the, excuse me, unto the children of Yasharel according their, to their divisions. 
Now, when they was doing all this nonsense, the most high was right here. You see the nonsense of it all? How many times does the most high have to say what he said to these children? This is why he wiped out the other ones. How many times? I don't already say when I do my daily lessons and when I do the uh, Sabbath lessons, the children of Israel don't listen. You know who the children of Israel are just by their actions. If you never laid eyes on regular people in the children of Israel, just by hearing the actions of those people, you'll know who the people are. They never listened to this day. They don't listen. They don't have a clue who they are. But at that time, back in the days, they knew who they was, but they still didn't have the faith and they didn't have the loyalty of the most high. This is why um, I made sure I did a lesson on loyalty. I need people to know that loyalty is important, especially to the children of Israel. Loyalty, integrity, all of those things are important. That's what the most high wants you to have. You need to be loyal because the most high is loyal to you. The most high gives you everything you need Yet you still keep running and cowering in front of everybody else, even when the Most High is right there. Right there. I don't get it. But anyway, we're on um, Yeshua 18, 11 through 20, and it's the lot and border of Benjamin. Oh, gosh, I can't even say it. It's regular Benjamin, but it's Benjamin. Okay? Um. You already know they changed the names, but the real name is Benjamin. Okay, the children have the most high's name. All right, now when I read this part, just know we're going back into these crazy names, and they are crazy. So just bear with me <laughs> as we get down to the wire. <laughs> All right. Um, and the lots and borders of Benjamin. These are the lots and the borders of Benjamin, okay? And the lot of the tribe of the children of Benjamin, and the same Benjamin, because remember, I'm in the King James Version, so it's saying Benjamin, but I'm saying to the best of my ability, the original names of the children. So his name is Benjamin. And the lot in the tribe of the children of Benjamin came up according to their families. The coast of their lot came forth between the children of Yahuda and the children of Yosef. So you know they all, um, they all together. And I said something a while ago, and I talked about different countries and even different states that you could step one foot in one state or country and one foot in another state or another country. That's the same thing it was here. You can step one foot and you'll be somewhere else or step one foot and move your body to the next, uh, to the left. It'll be in one place. Like, I'll just give an example. Yahuda. You're in the land of Yahuda, and then you step over and move your body over to the next, to the right, and you in the, uh, the land of the children of Yosef. Even though the land was extensive, there was borders that was, you could step one foot over. That's how it was. Okay. So, and their border on the north side was of, excuse me, was from Yarden, and the border went up the side of Jericho on the north side and went up through the mountains westward to the wilderness of Bethaven. And the border went from Yablu, yeah, excuse me, yeah, bless you. My kitty just sneezed. 
toward Luz, the side of Luz, which is Bethel southward um, to, and this, this name is, um, I gotta sound out these names, Haunted. Did I write that name down? No, I did not. And it's called Atrafadar, near the hill that lies on the south side of the Nether Beth Haran. And the border was drawn hence that compassed the corner of the sea southward from the hill before Beth Horan or Beth Haran. Southward and the goings out there of were Kerjath Baal, which Kerjath Jerim, a city in, excuse me, a city of the children of Yahuda, this was the West Quarter. And the South Quarter was from the end of Ker, Ker Jeff Jerem, and the border went out on the west and went out of the well waters of Nephthe or Nephtha. And the border came down to the end of the mountain that lie before the valley of the son of Hinnom, and which in the city of the giants on the north and descended to the valley of Himnah to the side of Jepsui. On the south and descended to Engrogel and was drawn from the north and went forth to Enshemish and went towards Gelilloth, which is over against the going up of Adumin and descended to the stone of Boan, the son of Reuben, and passed along toward the side over against Arabah northward and went down to Arabah. And the border passed along the side of Beth Hagla northward. And the goings to the border were at the north bay of the Salt Sea and the south of the Yarden. This was the south coast. And Yarden was the border of it on the east side. This was the inheritance of the children of Benjamin by the coast thereof, round about according to their families. So now you see all these crazy names, what they got. Okay, that's um, Benjamin, Benjamin's, um, Benjamin's line. Okay, now we're on um, Yeshua 18. 21 through 28. Now you're gonna have to bear with me with these names because they are outlandish. And remember, they're foreign names. Even if they're in the King James Bible and they was written a different way and interpreted a different way. 
Um, nine times out of 10 is not exactly what is said in the CIFA, but even these names are difficult for somebody who speaks English and knows English and knows that these names are from a different language or yeah, from a different language, um, they're difficult to pronounce. So let's take that crack at it. And it says, um, Yeshua 18, 21 through 28 is their cities. Now the cities of the tribe of the children of Benjamin, according to the families of Jericho, and Beth Hogla, and the valley of Kezai's, and hold on, Beth Arabath, Zem Araim, and Bethel, and Avim, and Farah and Ophah and now let me stop right here and I'm going to say I'm going to spell it out and then I'm going to say something and then I'm going to read the real name verse 24 um, um, Yeshua 18 and 24 it has a long long name and I don't know if it's that one name or if it's broken down and they just wrote it as one name, but this is not the original name. So I'm gonna say it in the Sifa and not say it in this name because these are the lands that Benjamin inherited. And it the real name is hold on 24, 1824. The real name is and Kefar Ha Am Ha Moni. That's what it is. And it's K-E-P-H-A-R, capital H A, then A M M. O-N-I-Y. That's what it is. But in the King James, it has something else. And I'm going to spell it out and I'm going to leave it alone. It's C-H-A-R-C-H-E-P-H-A-R-H-A-A-M-M-O-N-A-I. Now, I looked that up to pronounce that and it didn't even give me nothing. So I'm going to leave that alone. But you already know the original name, which is Kefar Ha'amoni. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> okay all right now we're still on 24 and Ophri oh, excuse me Ophri and Gaba 12 cities in their villages Gibeon and Rama and Beeroth and Mizpah and Chepara and Mosa and Reckham and Earpeel and Tarala and Zila and Elef and Jebusi, which is in Jerusalem, which is Jerusalem, Gibriath and Kerajeth, 14 cities in their villages, 
This is the inheritance of the children of Benjamin according to the families. Now that was a real, 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 real mouthful. All of those lands. Now remember, before the children of Israel took those lands over, those were the crazy names that it was. Okay, and then there's some some names that um, since they were already named by another nation, they don't even identify it. And that's in the King James. I already told you what it was. And this name that I spelled out that I refuse to try to pronounce, which the Hebrew word is definitely easier. Ha'am Amoni. Ha'am Amoni. Ha'am Amoni. Yes. And that was um, verse 24 of chapter 18. Now I am finished with this cliff note, which is more of a more of a reading of it than a cliff note because cliff notes is much shorter but I needed you to understand how many lands they got and we're not finished with these lands we're not finished with them so I want you to know that and I want you to understand what the children of Israel had to keep going through because they hard-headed they stiff-necked they don't listen to nobody most high could be right in the midst of them and they still acting like fools they've been doing this since the beginning we still in the beginning we only in the sixth book They've been doing this since the beginning. It's the same thing over and over and over. Now you got to wonder why the most high is putting them through hell. And he is. He said he's going to put his bride through hell. Jacob's trouble. Yaakul's trouble. Because they don't listen. They don't listen. They're not loyal. They're not faithful. They're not none of that. But the most high stays faithful. And he's going to move to the side and let what happened happen. Okay? Because the most high's manifestations, anything can happen. Okay, so as the children continue to be hard-headed, stiff-necked, doing whatever they do, and they are running poor Yahshua ragged because they ain't listening. So with that, I say, I hope that you learned something um, this Sabbath, which is um, the 12th, November 12th, 2022. Um. At this time, I'm not going to say any extra announcements because I just put the announcements in the beginning. So, you know, and I, I change them as more stuff becomes available. Because as you know, um, I usually just say which platforms I'm in and I only name like four, but now there's multiple platforms. I'm listed on multiple platforms. If you are, if I am not listed in your um, favorite platform or if I'm not listed in your known platforms. Go to Old Reliable, which is Anchor and Spotify. Go to Old Reliable, that's Anchor and Spotify and Apple. And I'm um, I'm also listed on, like I said, many other platforms. But if I'm not on those platforms that you are familiar with, because I'm I'm talking to people all around the world now, I see when I check my stats. And they have platforms that I never heard of, but I say welcome. We are talking the truth here. I'm not against nobody because the most I said he's given <clears throat> blessings to everybody, everybody. But the children of Israel is his lot, just like the children of Levi is his lot within the children of Israel. So um, I don't have the power to be mean, nasty, pernicious to nobody. I don't have that kind of power. Because vengeance is the most highest. My job as a child of Israel is to do what I'm supposed to do. And that means listen to the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands of the most high, respect people, live my life, and die. That's what I'm supposed to do. 
Okay? That's what I'm supposed to do. This is why it's important for you to know who you are and know who you belong to. Then you'll know what you're supposed to do. Okay? So with that, I say enjoy your Sabbath. And until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks.